it's happening right now. Wowie, zowie, zonkers, it's, it's bonkers. Uh, you, you, you just listen to me talk about one of the dumbest results in NBA history, a do-over between the Hawks and the Heat that didn't involve anyone who played in the game. To elaborate further, the host of the Sport Fire podcast, Adam Weinrib. Thank you so much for having me, man. Uh, yeah, what a great... Uh, I love to talk classic NBA, but more importantly, I love to talk about the best 51-second stretches in NBA history, and this is definitely one of them. Oh, yeah, it's top eight. Yeah. For, oh, for me, it's top six, I think, but it's real close. <laughs> Uh, top top four is Russ eating a cookie on the bench for OKC. Mm-hmm. What I assume was a cookie. Maybe it was kettle corn. You think Russ housed that in 51 seconds or less? He probably, he probably did. Yeah, he probably did. Actually, I think he might have. He It might have taken him the whole half to eat that one cookie because he was only doing like one bite at a time. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I was inspired by this. I, I mean, you talk about the you really inspire me when you talk about the box score being printed as zero zero in so many, you know, of our nation's newspapers that gave up overnight because it reminded me of I mean, when you show me a zero zero final score, um, I'm a Knicks fan. So I'm thinking like Knicks heat 90s rivalry. Like I think some of those playoff games ended 15, 12. So it just it was a real throwback. Yeah, sure. They were doing some of those games. It was just it was like boxing <laughs> statistics. It was like compu box numbers. Yeah, I think Alan Houston. They weren't even doing like field goals. Yeah, I think Alan Houston hit a buzzer beater and it was like the first made basket of the game. It's like, and the game ends. It's two zip. <laughs> Congrats. It's over. <laughs> a Knicks fan. How does it feel to be a Knicks fan in the bing bong era? We'll get back to the heat. Fuck the heat. <laughs> now that I know I'm talking to a Knicks fan, let's just, you know, let's just talk this for a I'm second. I'm happy to. I mean, the bing bong era, if, I mean, I don't think I'm the only Knicks fan who was like so excited to have a thing like bing bong. And then like a week later was like, oh, it ruined my life. It changed the entire season. Yeah, it's over. The first team to use bing bong against us in a tweet after they beat us, it was like, all right, yeah, now's the time to do that. And then every successive yeah. team that has beaten the Knicks, which is now like at 16, I believe they're 12 and 16. Um, all of them have used Bing Bong. So we're starting to get, you know, I feel like Bing Bong benched Kemba Walker. Bing Bong stole Evan Fournier's talent. I don't know how that's possible. Not like he's an all NBA dude, but he is unplayable. Um, and RJ Barrett, too, got Bing Bonged. So it's been it was so fun and it's been unpleasant for now a month. Hey, as a Wizards fan, I really understand. <laughs> like we started 10 and three. Right. And then. Yeah. Everyone I know with a media outlet was like, ooh, the Wizards. Hey, Jamel, you want to get some coffee and talk about the Wizards? And we have gone 5 and 15 cents. Things are brutal in Wiz Nation, which I think feels like it's connected to this story. Teams with high hopes, big expectations that just fall the fuck apart. Some of my favorite stuff, that's my favorite merch to buy. Cause that's when it really hits the clearance price. Like when, like when the town is actually disappointed, that's when you can get a cheap jersey. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. You're. Are you a big jersey buyer? I. I am. So you've hit yeah. the right nerve here. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Do you only buy next year? Are you? Are you uh, stepping out? No, I'm stepping out. I mean, I have like. For me, it's I mean, I'm more a hat guy than a jersey guy, to be perfectly fair. But I do categorize all the purchases in terms of four four buckets. My teams. Yes. Minor league teams. Yes. So like, obviously, if if I'm wearing a minor league hat somewhere, 
I am right now. No one's going to be like, oh, I thought you were a Yankee fan, but you're actually supporting like a bird in a disco helmet. It's like, no, it's a minor league team. So who cares? Um, And then historical artifacts. Yes. So that's when you're talking like championship gear on sale, you know, like stuff you can like division titles from the past things you could cop for five bucks. And then the fourth bucket is where the jerseys usually pop in because it's things that just mark my journey around the country. So when I if I have a great time in Phoenix, I'm probably going to buy a Dan Marley jersey. So that's why I have that. Like that's those are the four buckets of my purchases. And look, is it helpful to organize them like that? Probably not. It justifies a lot of unnecessary purchases. But I will definitely scope out the bins. Like you said, when things are going bad, you can pop back in and be like Tomas Sadoransky. Like, yeah, maybe now's the time. Damn, dude, that just, man, you just made my kidney hurt when you said that name. Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. Sadoransky, no. <laughs> my boxes are a little different. I'm I'm doing that. I mean, home team, My the one that I do that is it's just straight up disappointment. I'm specifically looking for jerseys from bad seasons. I love it. And then people like, people from that city look at me and they're like, why the fuck do you have that? And they get very like disgusted. You kind of it's like you got to make sure you're in a like a secure location after hours if you wear like the wrong disappointing jersey. Yeah, this isn't nice, but I did once. So the Red Sox, who I hate, I hate the Boston Red Sox very much as you do. But they they had like a scandal where they all were eating chicken and drinking beer in the clubhouse. It was like a very famous like Red Sox downfall season. And one of the guys responsible for that was John Lackey. So I hate the Red Sox, but I went to school in Massachusetts area. I bought a John Lackey shirt <laughs> and I wore it to Fenway and a guy chased me into the bathroom. Legitimately chased me into the bathroom. That's what I'm see. I understand. You understand firsthand. Did he catch you? Did you make it to the stall? I made it to the stall. I stood on the toilet, which like, yeah, I never wanted to, to do st- that. I never wanted to be like, and I stood on the toilet at Fenway. That's how I escaped the the drunk Bostonian, but I did do that. Yes. Hey, that's, Boston is a city where they will chase you. They're trying to run folks down on the daily. So I've seen it. I went to a wedding up there and uh, one of the guys in the wedding party is from Massachusetts, a very blonde man. And he was saying it before we went out. He's like, all right, hey, I think we're going to hit a bar after this reception. You know, all the young people are like, hey, let's keep going. And he's like, man, I don't know, man. Somebody's going to try to beat my ass. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, just my face, man. Like this, how I look, it doesn't react. It doesn't agree with these people. Something's going to happen. And sure enough, he did get, he did get grilled by a few guys. Luckily we were like, we were like equally deep. So I don't think anybody was looking for like a, you know, Nick's heat level brawl that night, mm-hmm. but I watched some guys consider punching him. <laughs> For being yeah, blonde was, outside. I was always like, I was always the least equipped for a fight in all those bar brawls. So I was like a five, six Jeff Van Gundy being held back by my larger teammates. Just like, why are you off the bench? You can, you can take a seat for this one. We'll handle this. <laughs> nah, dude, you got to get in there. You got to start grabbing thighs. Get out of that. <laughs> nah, man. Get a mini bat. <laughs> Yeah, die, yeah, swan dive off the toilet under the stall door and grab some thighs. Yeah, now I know. Now you know. That's true. It's all, look, th- for next time, every every day is a day to learn, is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, this is extremely educational. May I say? This is amazing. 
Uh, thank you. Thank you for saying it out loud. I needed it pretty bad. <laughs> All right. So this so one of the most disappointing heat teams in history uh, combined with a young Hawks team who also kind of sucks. But this was like before I think this was right before their um, remember those years, those Hawks years where they couldn't lose a regular season game. Yeah, the whole starting five was player of the week or whatever, I think, around the All-Star break yeah, one year. The- <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, dude. They didn't miss a three for seven days. It's pretty good. You gotta, you had to give it to all of them. You gotta do not give it to Kyle Korver. Yeah, I mean, you can't give it to four of them because then Korver is going to be like, ah, sorry. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because that might send him over the deep end. If you exclude Kyle Korver in that situation... He might end up in the tea party, man. He might go all right if you leave him off that list. And I think they did the right thing. Yeah. We, I, one thing I'm very thankful for is we'll never know what Kyle Korver, the back of his jersey, said in the bubble. We'll just never know. And that feels good. We'll never know because he might have just, it might have just said the Joker on the back of that motherfucker. We don't know <laughs> what he's really capable of when pushed. Yeah. We have no clue. And I, I thank the Hawks for this. I thank the Hawks. I thank the NBA. Thank you, Adam Silver. Al Horford, is he ever going to retire? I ask you this, yes or no? I think it's so funny that Al Horford was a part of this do-over because we just watched Al Horford do a real-life do-over and dominate in Boston, go to Philly, suck, go to OKC, lead children, and then go back there like, you want to come back to Boston? Speaking of Boston, like, that worked. You want to do that over? So as long as Al Horford keeps getting more time on the clock and just like the NBA gods are resetting his timeline over and over again then sure like maybe where does he go maybe he goes back to atlanta next i i I feel like al horford does have limitless chances wow i didn't even think about him going back to atlanta that actually makes sense because like you think about it like their two bigs are like all when i think of them i just think of catching lobs john collins and capella now i know john collins has a jumper Mm -hmm. but who cares let's be honest nobody cares about john collins jumper at all. So Horford would actually be like a complimentary and they lost Dwayne Dedman to Miami. Just two teams who just keep cycling guys forever and ever and ever. He's going to play there next year. Damn, I'm willing to put money on it. Can we bet on that? We can bet on that. You want to also talk. I can't believe I didn't mention this earlier. You want to talk embarrassing Jersey Jersey purchases when the All-Star game was at Madison Square Garden, I think six years ago. I always used to try to go against the grain and I just like didn't want to buy LeBron mellow. Obviously, I was already tired of mellow at that point. I was like, I got to get somebody, but not one of the studs. And I found a Horford on the shelf and I was like, what a ridiculous, like, why is the 11th? Like, I don't even know if he got run in that game, but I was like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. So I have that Horford jersey. He was actually keeping score. He was at the scorer's table the whole night. <laughs> yeah, it was between Didn't Horford and one Dick minute. Pavetta for me. I was like, I don't know which one I'm going to get, but Ooh. I got Horford. Man, if anybody's selling Dick Pavetta do-rags, let me know. I'm ready to buy. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in need of one. I'm trying to start my waves back up. It could, it, that might be good. What's, uh, this isn't my purchase, but um, one of my friends, me and one of my friends did a, um, we had a booth at a flea market. Because we mm-hmm. both buy jerseys too often. We have the same sickness. And so yeah. we're trying to get rid of some stuff. And this guy pulled out an authentic Andre Drummond all-star game jersey from like Toronto when the game was in Toronto and could not give it away. 
<laughs> Nobody at the flea market wanted it for free. It was insane. Big. Not only reason I would have taken it, but it didn't fit me. Yeah, it's the downfall of the big man, Drummond, dominant board, you know, and just yeah, you can't give that away. Uh, and authentic too. I mean, that's a that's a pricey. You're devoting a lot of money money to Andre Drummond at that point. Man, this this Hawks Heat game might have been the end of the big man. I mean, you know, we lost Alonzo Mourning forever mm-hmm. on this day. Haslam hasn't played since. Is he still on the roster or is he a coach for the Heat now? I, I was going to look that up. I actually think he is still on the roster. The last time I was in Miami. I think he's still on the roster. Last time I was in Miami, he was on. This was like two years ago. He was on the team and handing out flyers like he had uh, party girls outside the arena handing out flyers for his New Year's party hosted by Udonis Haslam. So he Yo. is massively involved. <laughs> Yo. Wait. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute! No, yeah. not the mm-hmm. not the club flyer. I pocketed the club flyer. Was it two pictures of him with like champagne like exploding everywhere? Damn, I need that. That's a jersey. That's a jersey. I'm gonna blow that up. Put it on the front and back. <sighs> club flyer, you downus man. That should be like a that should be like a Ken doll. I we need Udonis Haslam action figures. We need more jerseys. He should be. I think Pat Riley is just leaving him on the roster so he can get free health insurance. I mean, that seems right, right? Like, yeah, Dallas, we're we're worried about his health care every day, every moment. So just stay with us. And I bet the league is giving Miami an exception. Yeah. I mean, or in case Adam Silver ever decides to replay the last 50 seconds of this game again, he can be like, I still got Haslam so we can run it back. Damn, they should do that, man. Like some just sort of commemorative, like Pearl Harbor or something. Let's just run it back. Let's just, re- we'll make a plaque. We'll have Antoine Walker come out and, you know, shimmy next to it. Yeah, I, I, every ceremony, every NBA ceremony should be punctuated by Antoine Walker somberly shimmying in the general direction of whatever we're remembering. <laughs> the plaque. And now to commemorate David Stern's <laughs> passing, it's Antoine Walker, his best friend. Yeah, wearing the black Celtics jersey and a veil. Yo, come on. You're, don't threaten me with a good time, man. <laughs> I would be silent as hell for that. I'm not taking my phone out. I'm really taking that moment in. Yeah, a moment quickly becomes a minute at that point because you're just mesmerized. Mm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I should have pulled this Instagram up already. I'm working on a um, a new game show. The game show is called Where Do You Think Sean Marion Is Right Now? <laughs> I haven't checked, so I am working entirely contextless. This is going to be a guess out of the ether. I just want the fans to know I have not done, uh, you know, I have not done the research for this. I'm going to guess poolside... Punta Cana mudslide in the upper right corner of the photo. Um, orange bathing trunks. Ooh, so close. 
Um, we don't, we can't identify the city, but he is somewhere on the East Coast. It looks like it's, uh, he's got a gray, he's doing gray on gray with a beanie. He's outdoors. None of those trees have leaves. Uh, I'll email you what city he's actually in. Um, you did not win this week, but um, you we're still going to send you home with four weeks worth of laundry detergent powder powder detergent, which I hope works for your machines. It's not really high efficiency. Mm -hmm. I'll, I will check. I mean, even if it doesn't work for me, I'm sure it works for somebody. I, I have a network of laundry doers out here. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. You, I mean, come on. Your spheres of influence. It's time to uh, engage. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I also appreciate how short that game is. That's a that's a 35 second to a minute game show. That is efficient. I mean, it's a quick one. We're doing it for the TikTok audience. You know what I mean? I um, usually I start and end the show by uh, doing a dance and uh, there's like an old person in the background. Yeah, you and three nurses and Udonis Haslam. Yes. Yeah. Doing that like head bob thing. Are you on TikTok mm -hmm. a lot? Do you? Are you? Once. Wow. What happened? Remember when we were all old and we all yeah. decided we're not doing TikTok. It's for the children. I'm going to let Greta Thunberg and her people have this. <laughs> and then we all decided, no, it's for us now. <laughs> I'm not I'm not on TikTok enough that my algorithm is good. That's the problem. That's why I'm not on it that much because it's still giving me stuff I have less than zero interest in. When it starts working its magic, then it's going to be a problem for me because yeah, of course I'm going to dive back in. I don't know if there is magic. It's not, it's just not safe out there. It's like a lot of, it's like a lot of girls being hot, but they're very clearly not the same age as you. Like they're very clearly like, in college, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to see that. I'm come on. I've got a 401k. Keep these college kids off my feed. I recently found out you can say no to stuff, though. You could be like, I don't want to see that. Anymore. That was my question, because I'm not in it enough to know how effective it is to say pass. I absolutely do not want more of these because then because it, then it's like, all right, I did want to see. I did want to see that guy almost get hit by a car. Give me more of those. That's what I thank you. He didn't actually get hit. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You know, and then I say, give me more. And then they can't. It's like, I don't maybe I don't want to turn this into a thing where I'm like, you know, I'm fucking with guys at TikTok head offices and they're like, now they're now they're going out and trying to film their own TikToks because I'm putting the pressure on them to serve me. Yeah, all of TikTok's executive board, like, he, he wants to see more car crash stuff. We, we got to get him some. We have to do it right now. Because that's how I'd be feeling, too. Like, sometimes, like, I feel like um, networks, they respond too well to notes nowadays. Like, one YouTube comment could fuck up your whole program, yo. This one guy said you suck, so we have to change everything. Which is also kind of what happened to this Miami Heat <laughs> And that's how you bring it back, ladies and gentlemen, that Miami Heat blown up in the middle of the year. I mean, I guess they were legitimately bad, but then Shaq, this was good. Phoenix Shaq, that was his last time he was any good, right? Phoenix Shaq was Jabberwocky's Shaq, too, right? When he was introduced to the All-Star Game and he came out with the white mask. Yeah, Phoenix Shaq was great. And again, we're talking 
Unfortunately, we're talking Boston because I despise that city. And so I don't know why I keep talking Boston, but he went to Boston when I was in the region too. And it was like a lot of renewed optimism, but it was mostly like a culture fit. Like people were excited Shaq was around and he was foreshadowing his next steps as like a spokesperson for everything like buttons and zippers. He was like cutting the ribbon at local car dealerships and doing like the Celtics holiday gift bonanza, you know, under the bridge or or whatnot outside TD garden. And so the community was pumped. Shaq was there, but it was, I mean, the encore presence of Shaq. And it was also like late Jermaine O'Neal on those Celtics teams and Mm. weird Nate Robinson cameos and all sorts of assorted Mm. pieces. And it was more about just listing off people who are fun. If you ran into Shaq on Boylston Street, you'd be like, whoa, Shaq. But in terms of on-court presence, like, yeah, that that Phoenix last gasp. I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland Shaq, come on. Yeah, Cleveland Shaq, burnt. Boston Shaq, been in the oven too long. But Shaq is big Shaqulent. He was solid. And I'm really trying to retroactively get the nickname Big Shaqulent. Yeah. That Going. was really good. I was going to go Shaq Waro, but Big Shaculin is better Ooh. by like miles to the point where I mean, you know, me, I, get me out of here. <laughs> that's just, you know, being living on the West Coast has taught me a few things. I didn't know what a succulent was. Uh, all right. Let's bring this thing home. My last question to you, mm-hmm. sir. Is there any moment in your life or career where you feel like you deserve a do over? Like if you had the opportunity to play it like Pat Riley, like you write into the offices. Me personally, it's some stand-up shows that I bombed. I did an audition for uh, like Just for Laughs on my birthday and put up a brick. So I'd like that one back. Hey, let me, no, I deserve more laughs here, here, and here. You should definitely let me replay that. That's me. Do you have a moment like this? Absolutely. Um, I would I would say I have two. Um, there was a moment when I used to work uh, in production for ESPN 30 for 30 where I went home for a weekend knowing. I mean, I was just young and I didn't really understand the repercussions of these things. And I went home for the weekend with a tape I knew was faulty. The director asked me for a tape. I got it. I watched it. It had errors and was terrible. And I was just like, we'll address this on Monday. And there was no addressing it on Monday. I got reamed out. I wish I had not done that. And my my mind also goes back to a networking email I once sent where somebody fairly important sent me a very nice email after a friend connected me with them. And my response was, hey, thanks for reaching out, man. What's up? That's it. That was all I had to say. I was just like, I had a great networking opportunity. I was like 24. And I was like, hey, man, thanks for uh, checking in. Um, What's going on with you? No response. Damn. If you did it again, you send them, you just send them like some good memes. You send them like a gif that's popping, like maybe like the pumpkin head guy dancing something just to get a a reaction. Yeah. The cat judge, uh, like the cat waving its arms back and forth and then followed by the Udonis Haslam club flyer scanned in just like got New Year's plans. What are you doing on New Year's? Fly with me to Miami. Yo, you deserve both of these back. Thank you. ESPN, if you're listening, let my guy run that back, man. We need 51 seconds with them tapes. <laughs> ESPN, yeah. If you're listening, it is on me. I did not understand the consequences of my own actions, but now I definitely do. After spending time in the Fenway Park bathroom, I know it can happen when you anger the wrong people. Precisely. I would like to take a second to apologize to ESPN as well. I'm not really at, at liberty to discuss why. 
My lawyer says not to, but I will say sorry. Uh, Adam Winerib, folks, uh, where where can the people find you if you would like to be found? Yeah, please find me uh, not on TikTok at Adam Weinrib on Twitter, uh, W-E-I-N-R-I-B. I've always loved spelling it, so it's an honor to be able to spell it on this podcast. And yeah, the Sportfire podcast, if you like comedy and sports, which I hope you do. Uh, it's like, I'm trying to do a sports comedy bang bang. So friends are coming on playing characters. We're interviewing comedians about their secret fandoms, not so secret fandoms, just trying to give people a place to talk about things they don't usually get to talk about. If you need a guy to play Spencer Dinwiddie talking about cryptocurrency, uh, I'm your man. That is too perfect a pitch to even touch. It's it's greenlit, uh, sight unseen, script unread. Let's go. Uh, you can also find me uh, opening a store called Fat Riley's. It's uh, named after if Pat Riley was fat. Uh, it'll be a big and tall consignment store where I'm getting rid of my 2 and 3XL jerseys that I don't like that much anymore. Stay tuned for details. And thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer, and a man heavily invested in rec specs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Devin Shepard is our associate producer and the only one who makes sure we all get on the bus on time. Thank you, Devin. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers, and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. Got an idea for a story you want us to tell? Leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll put it in front of our Podcast Homeowners Association to see if we're allowed to make it sometime in the future. And I'm not repainting my fence. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time.